Welcome to the Wild Wellness Podcast, where wild means women into living their dreams. I'm Jenny Holbert, and in each episode, we'll explore natural health and wellness, outdoor adventures, training, self-discovery, and personal growth. I want to inspire you to be the strong and healthy woman you really are, both on and off the trail. Because when wild women wake, mountains will move. Are you ready for an adventure? Hey there, it's Jenny Holbert, and this is episode number 12 on the Wild Wellness Podcast. I'm grateful you're listening today because I'm guessing that you're someone who wants to stress less and be more productive, right? Yes, please. That is what we're chatting about today because I've learned some really helpful things when it comes to this area and things that I use to support my nervous system, habits and rituals that help me manage stress naturally, and since I know it's something we all deal with, I'm really grateful to share this with you. But first, I have a quick story. So some of you may not know this about me, but about five years ago, I found myself struggling with adrenal fatigue. I all of a sudden was always feeling really tired, like not just the normal get tired every once in a while, but literally every day was such a struggle with energy and I wasn't sleeping well. So that was sort of a spiral of fatigue and energy problems. But I also was having weird aches and pains that I wasn't used to having. And I was feeling really emotionally imbalanced, just not feeling myself. And it was a very frustrating time trying to figure out what was wrong, um, but I'm actually very thankful now because it forced me to look at stress in a new way. So there's a few things that I want to cover about stress just before we get started. First of all, I think we can all agree that stress plays a huge role in the development of every disease that is out there. So it's a really big deal. And while stress can be good, like in the case of exercise and adapting our bodies to a certain stressor, you know, when you run and you're doing something that you're used to doing, you're not really stressing your body beyond its capabilities, but then you go out and you do something harder than you're used to doing, then it's a stress thing that happens on your body and it means that it's going to adapt to that. It means that it's either going to get stronger, get more enduring, um, have more flexibility, whatever it is that you're stressing it with, or it's going to stay where it's at. And thankfully, we have a built-in mechanism that helps us to adapt to these kinds of things. But stress is non-specific, so that means that you know we can have something stressful happen in terms of it being a positive thing, like exercise. Or we can have something negative happen where it's uh, perceived as a negative thing, where we have maybe uh, a tense circumstance or a tense conversation with someone and we perceive that as stressful and our body gets tense and tight and our muscles kind of contract and we feel this stress, but then we go out and we do some weight training and our muscles tense and get tight and contract and that's stressful as well. So whether it's a positive experience for us and something that we feel positively about or whether we feel negative about it after it happens, it's stress and our body perceives it that way. So nothing is stressful in and of itself. It's all about how we respond to it or perceive it. And there's a few stages that our body actually goes through when we experience a stressor. The first one is called an alarm reaction. 
This is when our hormones get released, things like cortisol. It's our fight or flight reaction. It gives us that adrenaline rush to be able to either run or to get uh, strong and combat it. It's sort of this primal instinct to be able to deal with the stressor. Then there's this period of time called resistance when we recognize that there's a stress and we start to interpret the stressful situation. So this is our chance to adapt to it or cope with it. This is where how we think about it starts to frame what we believe about it, and then that starts to shape our experience. The third stage is called exhaustion. This is when we fail to cope and we're unable to resist the stressor. In other words, we got through that resistance phase and, and didn't really adapt or cope with it. We saw it as a negative thing and then there comes exhaustion because we didn't cope with it and that stressor just continues to wear on us in a negative way. So chronic stress without adaptation is not so good and that's why coping is really key. Coping is the mindset and the action that we embrace in order to manage specific stressors or specific demands on our bodies, on our minds, on our lives in general. And on a side note real quick, my thesis project for my master's degree in sports psychology was actually on physical activity as a buffer on stress and pain and how self-efficacy influenced that. So self-efficacy is the belief that a person has in their ability to do something. And so I looked at this when people who had chronic pain and how physical activity acted as a buffer on the relationship between stress and pain and also how their belief played into that. And I found that belief is crucial, that their self-efficacy, their belief in their ability to exercise and to move their body and to stick with that was actually key to them actually doing it. And then physical activity did buffer the impact that uh, or the relationship that stress and pain had with each other. So it's all about how we perceive it and what we can do to cope with it. Because as we all know, stress is actually inevitable. And it's helpful to know not only how to minimize outside stress in the first place in our lives, but I think it's even more insightful to know what influences our ability to cope with stress. So I'm just curious, when I say the word stress, how does that feel for you? I know sometimes we feel as though it's something happening to us, but we always have choices. We always have ways that we can manage stress. And that is one of my goals, is helping people see that perhaps even a current stress in life that is feeling insurmountable is actually something that they can manage instead of something that's just a stress. So let's talk about some of the things that we experience when it comes to stress in this topic of feeling more productive. So first of all, when it comes to productivity specifically, mental stress can come from the projects that we're working on and the intense focus that's required. There's a lot of mental activity, right? It can also come from the anxiety that we might have around these questions of, am I doing enough? Am I going to be able to earn enough from this? Is anybody going to want what I am creating? There's a lot of stress and fear and really just flat out pressure to do more and to be more, right? 
And this is a strong message that we also get, not only from just being in the work and wanting to do well, especially if we are an achiever, type A personality, maybe with some perfectionist tendencies, but it's also a strong message that we get from our culture, perhaps in our upbringing even, or we get it passed down to us through our family's work ethic. God bless them and thank you for that, but it's hard, right? We get our parents' relationship to work. We get their relationship to productivity and to stress. And all these influences and experiences that we've had play a role into our own reality. So I think it's important to recognize first what is the specific stress in our lives and why do we feel less productive or creative and then we can look at what to do about it. So first recognize what is the specific stress in my life right now and why do I feel less productive or creative? And then we'll look at what we can do about it. So I want to give you four ways to stress less and feel more productive, okay? The first one is to write things down. This is so simple and so basic, and you might be just kind of tapping out right now, but stay with me because honestly, it is so important to get things out of your head and onto paper or onto a list if you like using your phone notes or an app like Todoist. It's something where, you know, as you have thoughts that come and enter your mind, it's important to have a place to drop them, to unload them. I find this in my own life. I mean, there are tens of thousands of thoughts that go through my mind a day, I'm convinced. And if I didn't have a place for them to go, I would feel like I was missing things, like I was forgetting things. I would constantly be in this sort of jungle in my head. So I really appreciate being able to have these systems in place where I can write things down, add them to a list. Uh, I like the Todoist app. That's where I make my to-dos and then schedule them in and know that they're, they've been um, recorded. I also like using an app called Trello for organizing projects and promotions. And I will list both of these that I just talked about in the show notes in the resources. But things um, that we can use and apps or whatever it may be that we can use to organize our projects, organize our thoughts is going to be so critical to get it out of our head, onto paper, and move on. Tip number two to stress less and be more productive is to turn off notifications on everything, <laughs> on your email, on your phone. It is so important that we don't react to these dings and these buzzes and these vibrations and things that are happening all around us because there's constant influx of information and posts and ideas and just things coming at us. It's overload out there, right? And if I had these notifications on while I was trying to focus on something, whether that be a work project or whether that be spending time with someone that I love, it would be chaos. It would be um, this huge distraction. And that's what it's serving in your life if those things are actually on right now. So I want to invite you to turn off notifications and don't feel like you're going to miss out. Don't get FOMO over turning off notifications because what you can do is schedule time to check and respond to emails, to texts, to social media stuff. 
check and respond at specific times that you have pre-decided on. You know, maybe it's first thing in the morning. Well, maybe not first thing. I wouldn't actually recommend that, <laughs> diving into someone else's agenda or other stuff first thing in the morning. Have your, have your space, have your morning ritual where you get yourself set first. But maybe after that, you know, maybe the first part of your day, you're checking on to those things. Then maybe midday and end of day. You come up with whatever schedule works for you and whatever frequency works for you. I'm just encouraging you to turn off those notifications and checking it in the moment because getting out of that reactor mode and coming into more creator mode is a powerful choice when it comes to being less stressed and more productive. So tip number three kind of goes along with this. This is to avoid multitasking. Let's let go of trying to multitask because it is so stressful on our minds. It is mentally adding to the clutter up there when we jump from one thing to the next. So I'm guilty of this because I'm impatient. And sometimes if I'm waiting for something spinning on the screen to load or to do something on my computer, I will pop over and start doing something else. But the thing is, when we stay distracted in that and we are hopping from one thing to the next, Studies have shown that we're not as productive. So instead, set a timer that you are working on a task, and then when that task is done, move on to the next. And I also like this idea of pausing in between tasks. Practice pausing or switching to um, when you're switching to something unrelated to what you're doing. So for example, maybe you are working on answering emails and then you're going to move into writing uh, and creating some content. Instead of just jumping from one thing to the next, stop for a minute, maybe get up from your desk or wherever you are, maybe take a quick little walk, um, get your blood moving with a little bit of movement, maybe just even sit there and take a few deep breaths, get a drink of water. Brendan Bruchard in his book High Performance Habits talks about this principle, and he calls it release tension, and set intention. So taking a few deep breaths to release tension, both in the mind and the body, and then set intention for the next thing coming up. I mean, if we just took one minute to do that in between tasks, imagine how much more intention and happiness and just present moment awareness that would bring to our day. It's something I'm working on, so I invite you to try that with me. The last thing that I wanna give you is actually a tool for stress, stressing less and being more productive. And they are called essential oils. You may have heard me talk about these before. They are a huge part of what I love to teach because they are one of the most powerful wellness tools that I have in my life and that I get the pleasure of teaching and sharing with other people. And so I wanna talk about four specific essential oils that are really good for stress and for um, helping with relaxation, just to, kind of around this area of being more productive in general. So first of all, I will say that when you're using essential oils, you can smell them, you can put them on your skin, you can even take them internally if you're using doTERRA essential oils. I will put um, the link to the episode that I did called Nature Inspired Wellness with essential oils in the show notes. So if you are totally new to essential oils, this would be a great episode for you to listen to 
to dive in more and really get more detail on how you can use these as a tool. But I'm just going to dive right in to the four oils and what their benefits are so that um, we can get to this and then you can always go back later and listen to that other episode more on uses and safety and really how to apply them and how to choose good quality essential oils. So the first oil that I would suggest for cognitive focus, mental awareness, feeling awake, is lemon essential oil. So one that you probably have smelled before. If you ever cracked open a lemon and sliced it to get the juice out of it or to get some zest for some dish you were cooking up in the kitchen. So the lemon essential oil actually comes from the rind, does come from the peel of that fruit, and it's extracted through cold pressing. It's very different than the lemon juice. But that aroma of lemon uh, in the essential oil form has compounds in it that go directly to our nervous system, to our brain, and have been shown in research to help with cognitive focus, attention, awareness, helping kids or adults to stay focused on a task, to uh, dive in, to be able to study better or do better on an exam, all of those things. So when you're sitting down to start a project, grab some lemon essential oil, put it in your hands, rub your hands together, bring your hands to your nose and mouth, and take a deep breath in of that amazing aroma. It's as simple as that. A close second to lemon essential oil for uh, the citrus oils is actually wild orange. So wild orange, I think that is a good one in this area because it's such a good mood regulator. It can be helpful if you are feeling anxious and just overwhelmed with the tasks that you have at hand. It's also good when you are feeling down, when you're feeling really lethargic and low energy, like you can't bring your full energy to the task at hand and to your day. So like I was talking about in the beginning when I went through this period of adrenal fatigue, it was actually a time in my life when I really dove into essential oils more than I ever had before, and I'm so thankful that I did because they were a tool that I could use that were unlike anything else. They didn't have negative side effects. And I honestly don't know what I would have done without them during that time because I didn't like the alternative of having to get through that. You know, and so many people, maybe you listening to this, are experiencing feelings like this, up and down mood things, you know, feeling anxious, feeling down, um, having trouble regulating this. And something as simple as inviting those beautiful plant compounds into your life, into um, your your space to be able to diffuse them, to smell them, to put them on the skin. They do really powerful things for our body. It is my medicine, and I'm so thankful that there's something that, that you can tap into. So the next one that I want to share is actually rosemary. This one is really key for mental burnout. This is one that is really great actually as an adrenal gland support too. So it's one of the ones that I started using when I discovered more about it and knew I needed some support for my adrenal glands. I would actually put it on my low back, uh, diluted with some fractionated coconut oil with basil because that, that is good for your adrenal glands as well. And your adrenal glands are near your kidneys, so that's why I would apply it to my low back. You can also just inhale rosemary essential oil from your hands or diffuse it for mental burnout. It's actually a really nice one to mix with lemon in the diffuser if you're wanting to create an atmosphere that's really um, going to help you focus, but maybe you're already feeling kind of run down and you want to 
be aware and alive and awake and creative and bring that um, to the project at hand. And the last one that I want to share is frankincense because this is an all-around amazing oil for balancing our mood, for helping a healthy inflammatory response in the body, and just all around something that you can turn to if you are feeling physically or emotionally tired and run down, needing to maybe get some better sleep, um, or even needing to feel more awake and grounded and present in the morning when you wake up. It can really be used any time of day. I like to put this one on my temples, especially if I'm feeling some tension in that area of my body or on the back of my neck, if that's where I'm feeling tense. And it's actually a great oil if you're using a high quality oil like doTERRA frankincense to put under your tongue because it really helps to promote healthy cell duplication in the body. So this is something we all need all the time to have a healthy nervous system, a healthy stress response, and everything that goes along with what we're talking about. So if you're new to using essential oils and natural products or something that you are open to trying when it comes to stress, I want to invite you to try some essential oil samples. You can find out more about that on my website, jennyholbert.com, and I'll put a direct link to that in the show notes because it's one thing to know about these tools, but it is something completely different, obviously, to use them. And I want to help you do that if you are new to using essential oils. So before I go, I just want to remind you why I'm really rooting for you when it comes to feeling less stressed and being more productive. To do your best work, to serve, to live your dreams, to use your gifts, to help others live their dreams, to make a difference, to have influence, it starts with you. And if you're still listening to this, I know that you're someone that wants those things. And you are someone who has the potential to bring that to the world, to bring your creativity, to be productive, to be healthy, to have an influence, and to make a difference. But let's be honest, if you don't feel creative right now, or healthy, or the most energized that you could, that's the first place to start. Because you can't do anything extraordinary or at your best if you don't take good care of you first. So one thing I want to remind you of is that it's easy to feel overwhelmed just trying to even look at how to reduce stress. It can cause more stress sometimes, right? So I want to invite you to focus on your awareness of how stress is impacting you and what you can do to cope. And then just choose one thing that I talked about for now and focus on that. The thing that hit home the most for you. Start there. Keep it simple. Don't let this stress you out as well. And I want to invite you to leave out judgment or criticism of yourself. Don't strive for perfection and being quote-unquote stress-free or relaxed all the time because perfection doesn't exist. And we can't stay in this relaxed and blissed out state all the time, right? It's not about not going there. It's about how quickly you can become aware that you have gone to a place that you want to shift and change, and then changing it. Perfection doesn't exist. It's all about effort and your intention, right? 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Wild Wellness Podcast. If you liked it or got something out of it, be sure to subscribe. And if you feel moved, please leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. I would love to know what you think and topics you'd love to hear more about in the future. And if you know of someone who would be into nature-inspired wellness and living a life of adventure, I would be so grateful if you took a moment and shared this episode with them by taking a screenshot or sharing it through your podcast app. By the way, everything mentioned in this episode can be found in the show notes, and that's at jennyholbert.com forward slash 12. You can also find other episodes there too. Thank you so much for being here. Until next time, just remember, when wild women wake, mountains will move.